0: Hey, True Story listeners. The following story came to us from our friends at Spokespeople. Spokespeople is a storytelling community in the Bay Area, and if you can't get enough live storytelling in your life, check them out at spokespeople.org. That's org. Also, a word of warning, this story, like many of our stories, does contain some sexually explicit material. Okay, here's the story. So I'm here today to talk to you guys about the masturbatory minority of uh, bed humpers. Are there any bed humpers in the house? Boop, 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 boop. That's right. Wow, I am surprised. Actually, I thought at least like seven percent. Oh, that's a great point. So, anyways, I want to tell you guys about me and what's your name? Ben. Ben, and the uh, or and the origin of Ben and I's uh, tendencies. Let's get to it. 12 years old, Sam Fisher was like my doppelganger at the time. His name is also Sam. We went everywhere. He was like the cooler, hotter one. I was like, other Sam. And and so, and we were in sixth grade together and he loved masturbating. And he talked about it all the time and all the ways he masturbated. And and I was like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's like what we do, right? And that's like what you say when you're trying to pretend like you know what's going on. Uh, Because I had never masturbated before. there was a time where I went through a lot of techniques. The training montage. This included my dad's Sonicare toothbrush. Um, and I think most of my cues, I'm pretty sure, I don't know where, but they're coming from women in my life. Sonicare toothbrushes on there, didn't tell dad. Um, he already hated when I just used it for my teeth. And, um, and then uh, the shower head, right? I'd heard about shower head or jet. Um, but like the, the shower head... This is before like Google could tell me what's up. Um, the shower head did not come off at our place and also it was pretty low pressure. So I was standing on a chair trying to get closer. That didn't work. And then uh, I had a sock and I was in the I was in the basement and you know I tried some sock stuff, and then I felt something building and I was like, oh, oh urinated everywhere like all over the bathtub and there are no locks on my downstairs bathroom and there are two entrances one goes to my room aka like the escape and the other is where my grandma comes in to do the laundry so my grandma i can hear her as i'm peeing everywhere like coming down and so i just like run away and i remember my grandma yelling jan i think the toilet's flushing into the bathtub again (laughs) it's november or early december and the winter concert is coming up, and none of us have any musical talent, so they really reduce the instruments down to these things called boomwhackers. These tubes of different lengths, so that when you hit them sequentially, you can like barely make out jingle bells. And so, and then during boomwhacker night, of course, all the boys are like, boomwhacker, boomwhacker, and it felt like that part of a movie where you see those like fading faces, like, why aren't you masturbating, Sam? Do it, boomwhack! And so that night is the night it's gonna happen. And so I am wearing excessively tight khakis for this performance and I am laying in my bed and I am thinking about Emily Hamilton's lip gloss. And, but, but not her as a whole, just her lip gloss. And the song like my lip gloss is poppin' was like very literal because something happened then that my first orgasm in these tight khakis, Emily Hamilton's lip gloss, I remember being horrified about it and just like, Aah! but it worked, and, and I knew I wanted more of it, and um, I don't know if you guys have really messed around with, um, with semen a lot, but it, it has the amazing manufacturing strength of epoxy glue when it enters fabrics. I mean, so these khakis, this is the only way I knew how to masturbate, was think about Emily Hamilton's lip gloss in these khakis, and so... And so these were my. This was the first article in my house that was to be of shame. And so these were my pants of shame. I put. I would you know blah blah blah. And then and then I would put my pants of shame into the closet and try to hide it. And then I and then I grabbed them again and I put them back on another night after his drive. And then in these in these pants took on the most mysterious forms. Like sometimes it would be like the leg would be animated upward or like it would like bow out here or just like. Really incredible masterpieces, so for the sculptors out there, please. So anyway, so the um, pants had this one problem in that it looked a lot like something that I would want laundered, and my grandma is very ardent and was just like so good at washing our clothes that even hiding in the back closet, she could find it every time, and she would grab my like shell of like a man kicking a soccer ball, and... (laughs) And send it over to the laundry machine, and I'm pretty sure, like, it probably had to like take up its own load or like break it up. I just imagine So it was too much laundering, and eventually, my mom was like, "Sam, these don't fit you anymore." I was like, oh, no. "Um," and uh, and I remember her throwing them away, and and I didn't see them again. And so then there I was yet again, almost like pre-masturbatory states. I just had no way. Tried a bunch of other things, tried other pants, none were the same. <laughs> and, uh, and so then, so you, you've been introduced to my grandma Muriel, and uh, soon you're going to be introduced to a bear. And that happened on Christmas Day. Uh, my brother and I needed always to get uh, matching gifts for Christmas. Because if we didn't, we would complain and we would talk about how there's a better. And this year we got the exact same teddy bear. It was a five-foot teddy bear. And eventually I took uh, my teddy bear down to Masturbation Laboratories, right? It's the name of my room. And I remember one day just thinking like, I know I've heard somewhere of babies humping their teddy bears. Let's do it, I'm desperate. And so we start humping and the bear's great and, um, you know, it doesn't move a lot, but, uh, we're, we're having a torrid affair and it works out and I, you know, I think about Emily Hamilton's lip gloss and by now I have moved on to other subjects like earrings and lipstick and stuff so at this point whereas it used to be a public teddy bear at this point it was another teddy bear of shame and so the teddy bear of shame had to live under the bed with a bunch of stuff in front of it if, if we weren't doing what we did and there was, there was one day, and it was maybe January or so, so a month later, where it was really starting to thin out, uh, right around the crotch. The hair was starting to thin out, and it was, really, it was really starting to lose its appeal right there. And then at some point, the first stitch broke. And, and then, like, a couple more stitches and a couple more stitches, and once one stitch breaks, I mean, it started going. And then I was like, whoa, there. I'm not losing you like I lost the cat. no. <laughs> And so I held it, and I duct taped it. I duct taped just the edge, and all of a sudden, Mr. Teddy had an orifice, <laughs> which was very exciting at the time, and this is why I never told this story until, like, two years ago. Um, so anyway, so now Mr. Teddy was uh, able to do a whole variety of positions, not just our standard missionary hump, but... There's doggy style. I mean, I even let it be on top sometimes, and, and we had, we had a lot of fun. And it was really interesting. Uh, the term uh, "fucking the shit out of" is like one of the funniest phrases I know. With this bear, because it did have this open orifice, I was literally fucking the stuffing out of it, and and stuffing was ending up all over the place. It's just like all all over, and it was, I mean, it's just like. Oh, my God, I'd just find it in my backpack. I'd find it in my pockets. Because I also have this habit of, like, for cleaning up, I'm just like, okay, get rid of this stuff. And, and like, nobody else knew what was going on except for me. But time goes on, and, you know, slowly the berry starts going, like, and soon it's just, like, this flap of fabric, and I don't know, like, what to do, and, and, you know, there's stuffing everywhere still. And, like, um, so my grandma has been noticing stuffing everywhere. And she occasionally mentions to me, hey, Sam, like, do you need more stuffing for your teddy bear? We're like, where is your teddy bear? <laughs> and like, and I'm cleaning it all over the room. Like, are you to I'm like, oh, god, grandma, please, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm really OK. And she's like, all right, well, are you sure? I mean, like, I'm happy to go over to Joanne's Fabrics. And I'm like, please, no, grandma. And uh, one day, I realized, like, her questions are just getting too severe, and I need to do something about it, because she's going to do something about it. And so, after school, walk to Joanne's Fabrics, walk home. I have two big bags of stuffing. I am going to fix the problem and bring Mr. Teddy back to full health, just like the old days. And there, there on, uh, there on my bed is the teddy bear, Mr. Teddy. <laughs> Fully stuffed. <laughs> Sewn up. And that was the end of our tort affair. And so normally I would end the story right there. But you know what I said? I've been wondering for a long time, and I always think about how much do parents really know what's going on? Like, is this just like a huge farce that we hide from them? So here we go. Hello? Hey, Grandma. (laughs) No. Uh, we've never talked about masturbation before, at all, at all. So I asked my grandma, I, I tell her about this entire event tonight, and she was very excited for it, and thought it was such a wonderful thing, so props to the organizers, and she said, oh, it's so fun, you'll love telling stories, and I asked her, like, grandma, do you remember, I told her the exact same story I told you today, and, um, and asked her, like, do you remember sewing up the bear? of that. Did I really stuff your teddy bear and sew it back up? Nice of me. That was so nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell them that I remember it, but I don't. Oh, great. Well, that was very, very no, fun. No, I'm, I'm so not... sorry. Oh, no, no. This is great, Grandma. I will tell them exactly that. I think that's actually I think the truth is always funnier. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, Yeah. Damn, that I can't sew. That's what makes this so interesting. <laughs> All right, here we go. Interesting. Who do you think, do you think it was mom? Must to been, because she can sew. All right, so we have a new culprit. <laughs> Next up on the phone, my mother. Um, who at this point, they ask her, and I was like, do you remember, did grandma sew this bear that I had been, you know, having sex with? Here we go. And that... No, that was me. That was you. Yeah. Did you have any idea what was going on? And I felt sorry for the bear, and I liked the bear, so I stuffed it and fixed it. I did like the bear. More more than you knew. (laughs) And I did like the bear. In fact, it was my first love. Thank you very much. You've been listening to True Story. Our theme music is from Daniel Steinbach's album, The Blade. To comment on this podcast, or to listen to any of our previous stories, you can find us in iTunes or at truestorytime.org. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes and grabs a hold, take the hands that open up, a life that's led is something. I've been alone I've been